On today's show, we're breaking down and sharing some of the comments from Jalen Green on Podcast P with Paul George, where he shares his thoughts on Amon Thompson, whether or not he is interested in a James Harden return to the Houston Rockets, his very first interaction and conversations with Ime Udoka, as well as some of the things that he's working on this offseason. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select... Jalen Green, Alperon Shengun, and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's going to come come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. And the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like comment and subscribe today's comment give us your thoughts on Jalen Green's podcast appearance with Paul George in the YouTube comments now today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA when you enter promo code locked on NBA they will throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every single order now as always thank you so much for making locked on rockets part of your day every single day whether it's on the way to work on your lunch break in the gym thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day Joining us now is your weekly co-host, the X's and O's man himself, Ali Kambijani, who you can track down on Twitter at Rockets underscore Insider. And man, Ali Kamb, we've got some interesting footage to break down today. No film analysis today. Well, maybe a little bit since Jalen Green talked it's a little film. bit about it's you know, film. It's, it's film. I guess it's sort of film. It's a YouTube video. But Emmy award winning. Emmy award winning. There we go. Look, so Jalen Green was a guest on the podcast P with Paul George, and he discussed a lot of different things that we want to unpack here for Rockets fans. He talked a little bit about the Rockets number four overall draft pick. He talked a little bit about the James Harden rumors, what he's working on this off season. There's a lot to kind of unpack here and, we're just going to dive in and share some of the clips. The full podcast can be found on YouTube or wherever you check out your podcasts. Uh, it was presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment, so be sure to go check it out. Give them some love. I'll put a link to the full podcast in the episode description since it was about an hour and a half long podcast, and it was great. Jalen went over a bunch of stuff, his all-time fives, best dunkers, you know, his favorite. It was, it was really cool stuff. Uh, we're just going to highlight some of the important things that really stood out from the episode. Let's start with what Jalen is actually uh, working on this offseason Ali Khan and we'll get our uh, our reactions to it afterwards uh I mean I'm working out with Noah right now yeah you with Noah yeah okay so I'm getting that whole slow down bag I'm getting it down yeah, yeah you get that slow change direction yeah. quick nah Noah Noah got some yeah, man Noah, sure, Noah sure. added some to my bag for sure yeah. and it was stuff that I had but it was like when you get to like fine tuning you get to slow the down yeah it's gonna really help you who, who is really? Noah Trainer. The trainer? Trainer. Friend. Noah LaRoche. Yeah. Okay, Noah. Big time I'm, trainer. I'm, I'm really just, because I need to work on my reads. Mm -hmm. And that that's really going to help. Mm -hmm. So, Okay, so Jalen talking about 
slowing down his game, which was easily, like, when we look back at this past season, that was one of, like, the areas that we highlighted a lot is Jalen has this innate ability, right, with his insane athleticism, lightning quick first step to get downhill, but at times it felt like he was just going, you know, 110 miles an hour and didn't really know how to slow down and, and really work on kind of the finesse, the craft, uh, you know, finishing in and around the rim or getting to his spots in the mid-range, and if he's working with the same guy, the same trainer that worked with Paul George, and kind of unlock some of his skills and abilities and the, the way that we see Paul George kind of get to his spots on the floor using that change of direction, that deceleration, if you will, to open up shots for himself. That's a really exciting thing moving forward for Jalen Green. I, You know, the, the way I like to think about what his answer was is it was alluding to what he does whenever he comes off a screen or he comes off a dribble handoff. Sometimes he'll take a step back or a step to the side, like a lateral step to assess what's in front of him, and then he'll go. And what that does is any advantage that the screener provides him, right, taking the defender away from him, giving him that, that little extra space, that goes away because he takes that step back. And so I think allowing him to slow down will, will get him to come off that corner of the screen but still you know, attack downhill, but maybe do in a way where he's able to better process what he's seeing in front of him, right? So that's how I, you know, understood what he was saying about playing slower or, or kind of going into that game. That slow bag isn't about like just the Kyle Anderson slow-mo or just kind of not just deceleration, but it's also about being able to slow down after you make your first downhill descent. And so I, I think that's something important that we should be seeing. And I think that will help him be able to be a better playmaker and make those passes that we want him to make going into year three. Well, and that's that's also what he mentioned there, kind of unprompted as part of that answer, right? Is he, you know, he's explaining, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm working on my my slowdown bag, I'm doing this. But then he also goes, I also need to work on my reads. Like he just unprompted, he was like, no, I got to work on my reads. And yeah. Alec, what is the one thing we've been hammering home here at this podcast is we want to be able to see Jalen make a cross-court pass make next Make a cross-court pass. He, if, he, he's so good at getting downhill touching the paint, right, attacking baseline. If he can make those cross-court passes from the baseline to the opposite slot or going downhill and making it to the opposite corner, that just does so much more for this offense. Also, one quick thing before we continue, there are a lot of things that Jalen Green talked about in this podcast that are unprompted, that you know he just brings up himself. And, and I think as you go through this podcast, as you listen to the clips that we're going to be playing here, pay attention to those unprompted things that Jalen Green says. I think that honestly sticks out a lot more than some of the other things he said. Next thing we've got here is Jalen talking about connecting with Ime Udoka for the first time after Udoka was hired as the Rockets head coach. Yeah, he um he actually, right after he got, you know, got the coaching job, he came straight to L.A. because I think he's leaving out here or something. But I called him on the phone just letting him know, like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win this mm -hmm. year. Like, um, I'm on that this year. Whatever it takes. And he was saying, like, yeah, I'm going to be out in L.A. Um, and I want to sit down with you, Josh, and, and Tari. So we go to dinner. We were just talking. Like, it wasn't really it wasn't really talking hoops. Like, we was just trying to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. We having a good time. It seemed like I'm going to be able to relate to him real good. I had to come to the workout um, when I was with Noah. Mm -hmm. And he came watch the workout. So, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. 
Jalen and and Ime having a nice little sit down out in out in L.A. and and obviously Josh Christopher Tari Eason also also privy to that to that dinner to that hangout session and and this kind of goes back to some of what we've already heard out of Ime right now uh, to this point is just you know it wasn't even necessarily a discussion about basketball it was more just you know him getting to know these guys getting to know Jalen Josh Tari kind of trying to understand them as as individuals as human beings before you know coming in and you know with an iron fist hey I'm your coach and hey we're doing this and you know Jalen I think that that kind of resonates with him right he talks about being able to relate with his coach and and that's probably you know helping build the foundation with for what is hopefully going to be a strong relationship between those two guys you know I I want to pick out something he said it's that it seems I'm going to be able to relate to him real well I think it's going to be good Um, he's going to bring and then later on in that answer unprompted right he had said he's going to bring structure to um, to which is what we need Um, he brought it up himself he said that he's going to bring structure which is what we need Oh wait, did I, I did I did I cut the clip before the structure quote? That was that's a big one, man. That's a big no no yeah. on my. I, um, I, I I biffed it, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you know, it's just to, just to say it again because I think it's such a big thing he's saying. He's going to bring. This is after Paul George is responding to him and they're having a back and forth. He said he's going to bring structure, which is what we need. That's so big, Jackson, and, and that's that. I think ultimately, structure is not just about kind of what the hierarchy is, which we've talked about in shows that you and I have done in terms of what is the hierarchy of this team in terms of offense, defense, what's going on here, who who's the guy. But I think more so just in terms of routine, you know, shoot around, you know, um, walkthroughs, practice, what happens in the morning, what happens in the afternoon, bringing structure and professionalism to your job, knowing that, hey, you know, as a young player, it's not just going to be about this. We're going to have this regimen ready to go for you. And we're going to treat you with a structured situation or plan to make sure you are successful in things that we want you to do in your role. And that's something Ime Udoka has already started to try to enact. And I expect that, especially after the draft, once we go into summer league and the rest of the off season and going into training camp, we're going to see that a lot more, maybe stories from journalists and others about how much structure he's trying to put in place. Everyone listening to this podcast, this was their reaction after I messed up the clip and didn't include the structure soundbite. He's going to China. <laughs> they're, they're trying to send me to China. They're going to have me go podcast about the, uh, the uh, what's the? Dwight the, Howard's team. Wait, whatever is that, that is. That is. The, it's not the Shanghai Sharks, right? Is it the, is it the Guangdong Tigers or whatever? I, I can't remember. Any no idea. All I know is Dwight Howard's recruiting. And Dwight Howard is recruiting and he's going to, Dwight Howard's going to hire me to be his official podcaster for his Chinese basketball team. On that note, coming up, we're going to get into Jalen Green's thoughts on the number four pick for the Rockets. Um, and Thompson, possibly, maybe Brandon Miller. We'll hear about that, as well as his thoughts on a potential James Harden return. We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. When is the last time that you had a pair of shorts that you felt that you could wear when you're hanging out with friends, when you're going to the pool or on a beach day that you could go swimming in, wear them out on a date night? If the answer is never, then you've got to check out Bird Dogs. These are some of the best shorts that you will ever own. I've gotten myself a handful of pairs already, and let me tell you, I was not a big time like shorts guy before getting bird dogs. I pretty much exclusively wore pants like all the time, like jeans, slacks, sweatpants, something hip to ankle. And I found bird dogs and now I'm rocking these things like crazy. In fact, I don't even have a pair to wear right now because they're, I'm doing laundry with them right now. Got to get them cleaned up. Got to get my hands on a few more pairs because they are the most comfortable, best fitting, 
nicest looking shorts that I've ever personally owned. And if you want to check them out, you can check them out. Go to birddogs.com, grab yourself a few pairs. If you don't believe me, go get a couple pairs. They will be the best shorts that you have ever owned. And right now, when you go to birddogs.com slash NBA, every order that you place using promo code LOCKEDONNBA, they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every single order that you get. So go check them out, birddogs.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Be sure to stay tuned in throughout the week as we are going to be cataloging the breakdown that is the Boston Celtics as they are on the verge of being swept by the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, a team that is sorely missing Ime Udoka with more and more reporting coming out that that team has not gotten over the dismissal of former head coach Udoka, and we're going to be tackling that on an episode a little bit later this week, so don't want to miss out on that. But Ali Khan, let's go ahead and dive into this next clip that we have here from Jalen Green, talking about Amon Thompson and what the Rockets may or may not do with that fourth overall pick. I don't know who we going to get, but I wouldn't mind uh, the Thompson twin. Mm. He's solid. Mm. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah. He's real solid. But, yeah, solid. Yeah, I mean, we're nice. going to see what happens. Yeah, I'll be nice with Brandon Miller, too. Yeah, B. Miller. We got a lot of guards, though, bro. But he, I mean, he's three. He could be a three, four. Jabari. What you think? Y'all got options. Man, it's got, good to have we options. We got too many <laughs> options, bro. We got too many. We need some vets. Just go do? with the, the, the twin. Just go with the twin. The twin. Yeah, nah, yeah that's, 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 not a, that's not a bad pick at all. He's very talented. Okay, as we're keeping track of these unprompted Jalen Green comments in here. We need vets. We need vets. You hear that under Jalen Green's breath? He's like, please get me some veterans for the love of God. Get me some vets. He's over here. You know, they're, they're asking about the number four pick and what, you know, you want to bring in another 19, 20-year-old kid. And he's like, no, I want some veterans on this roster, man. Let's go. The way he talked, the way he talked about uh, – uh, like some of the players, like, yeah, that's solid. Oh, that would be nice. We got we got too many options, though. We need some bets. I thought that was hilarious. And that's some good, like, awareness on his part that he's right. His team is full of young guys. One thing I thought was really interesting. First of all, he called Brandon Miller a guard. Um, second of all, he said, we have we got a lot of guards. You can have a lot of guards. My question for you, Jackson, is are any of them going to be guards that are going to win you a championship in the future could they be i mean i think hitting on and getting a number four pick who could potentially be a starting three or four for you in this league or just kind of overall any any kind of perimeter type of player you take as many as you can because this is a perimeter oriented game and especially a player who can pass play make and score um i don't think you say no to that i think i understand what he's trying to say but you can't say no to bringing in somebody with that talent to your team. No, and he's definitely, I don't think he's saying no at all. Also, are you trying to make a run for it? Our YouTube viewers can see you kind of slipping off the screen over here a little bit. Line yourself back up, man. Come on, Act, be a professional. You're over here like half your face is like off the camera when you're making your point on that last, and I'm like I'm like watching you just slowly slide out of the frame. I'm just, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to make my whole point 
from all the way over here off camera. I'm just going to slide off camera. All the YouTube viewers can watch me talk off camera. Cause gonna, I, I like to, I like to pace. <laughs> I like to walk around. No, you know what you, you, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting phantom cam Gatlin now off camera. You can't even see me. You just get a nice, a nice view of the office space. Now it's just wide open. All right, hang on. I'm coming back into shot. I'm going to roll my office chair back over here. Now I had to make fun of Alicon for a second. All right. Look, I mean, he was, he was excited about, Amon Thompson, he was excited about, you know, Brandon Miller to an extent. And, and again, I think the main point, though, here is the throughout this whole podcast, he had so many little unprompted comments, so many little like just I think this is maybe the most candid interview that we've ever gotten with Jalen Green. Like he he did the one interview and I know he's not, you know, is he like this with you on the locker room usually? He's he's pretty relaxed in the locker room. He 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 cuts up a little bit in the locker room, like with teammates and stuff. Um, he just kind of he becomes a little bit more reserved whenever it's like a professional like media setting. Like the moment he'll like the moment he steps into a media scrum, it's like business mode. Like, okay, I'm going to answer these questions. Like, you know, and he doesn't really let some of the the charm out, I guess. Because then, like, when you see him outside of the media scrum, like he's smiling, he's laughing, he's really animated. Like, he's a really energetic individual. And I think he just when he's in the media scrum, it's just like he maybe he's just been like conditioned through his life to this point to just like, okay, I'm going to answer these questions professionally. I'm going to do this. Like. Tari's kind of the same way. Tari is really animated when he's not doing the media stuff. And then he'll talk to us and he's just very like, you know, he's very polite, respectful, professional, like all that. But he kind of tones down his personality, I think, a little bit in a professional environment. You're saying we need vets to bring us the quote worthy things that we need. Hey, That's man. It. I mean, Eric Gordon helped bring out some great quotes yeah, from, <laughs> from when he when he was here. Was great. Uh, but the vets comment, Jackson, what did you think of what he said about the vets? I think he wants vets on his team. Like, I thought that's what I think about it. Like, it says, it's not like where there's, there are no tea leaves to extract here, Ali God. It's just the dude wants some veterans, some quality vets on his team. And later on, they wound up asking him about the James Harden stuff. And I think that Paul George kind of led him a little bit with this answer. Shout out to all the, uh, all the lawyers in the Rockets fandom who highlighted the fact that he, you know, Paul George was in this case, uh, leading the witness a little bit, if you will, uh, as he started asking Jalen about a possible James Harden return. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've chopped it up with him. We've talked, we mm -hmm. kicked it a little bit. Mm. So, yeah. Personally, I, I, I wouldn't like, I feel like at this point, like that's, that's your, yeah. like you're the king of, of Houston. Yeah. Like <laughs> they made their decision. No, no bullshit. They made their decision on who the future yeah, you is. Feel more better right now, too. Pete. No, no bullshit. No bullshit. Go crazy now. When you when you pick <laughs> when you pick a guy with the fourth pick, that's he's our our guy. You know what I mean? Um, and so they full on committed to who the future is. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't. I think you bring James in, and you're going like you said. You're going through like you got to go through this. You got to go through being double team, being triple team, you know, being the target every time. You yeah. got to go through that. And you bring on someone like James who's such a, a ball dominant player, like that's going to that's going to hinder your yeah. growth a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? I agree. Regardless of how it can elevate you on on another level of him teaching you and you learning off of him, I feel like for you, you've already been through the fire, so like you know, let you continue to learn. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I, like I think I think, I think yeah. it play both ways. Like you just said, like it could it could help and mm -hmm. hurt at the same time. Uh, I didn't really talk to him too much about you know the rumors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That's all I'm gonna. Yeah. Say. All right. So Jalen thinks it can go, I guess, both ways with a James Harden yeah. return. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Jackson, you know once when, when like. 
those those people with the blue check marks on Twitter now who, who subscribe and they post those like long essays, like a super scrub, they post those long essays as tweets. You can stop subtweeting Kevin O'Connor. It's okay. You can just call him by name. And then people, and then people like in the in the mentions or they tweet back and they're like, um, I'm sorry that happened to you. Oh, that sounds great. I'm not going to read all that. You know, like those types of things. Yeah. You no, know, you're talking about the meme, right? I'm, you know, I, I'm sorry that happened to you or I'm happy that that. Yeah. The, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's how I feel like Jalen Green was reacting to Paul George. Paul George just went on this whole thing <laughs> about all that. And then Jalen's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think he could play both ways like you just said. Because he, he probably had no idea when Paul George was. He probably just like, oh, my God, he's talking a lot. And then he says, like, it could help and it can't hurt at the same time. Like, what, what, what do I say here? I think he's also trying to, like, tell the line of what he's supposed to say. Honestly, I know people are making a big deal about this quote. I, I don't make any – I don't think there's anything to it. Um, if he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He was he was kind of nodding his head and saying, yeah, because Paul George was kind of on his thing and Jalen didn't come out and say anything. Yeah, no, no, notice Jalen didn't take a strong stance in, yeah. in any direction, right? Jalen basically gave the perfect, like, political non-answer, which was, yeah, I could see it working both ways. Like, like you know, Paul George was trying to guide him towards like, hey, you're gassing him up, right? You're the king of Houston now. They they made this. Also, Paul George got his pick number wrong. He was like, when you draft guy number four overall, he was still hung up on the Rockets' fourth yeah, pick from earlier. Jalen Green, man. You know, one thing one thing that... Uh, no, hang on now. We got to send... We got to... You know where we got to send Paul George? Oh, that's not it. <laughs> He's going to time this. <laughs> so, production error in the middle of the show. Bring him to lockdown. No, no. Look. One thing he said at the end of it, he was like, but I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. With you on what part of that answer? Because at the end of it, he was talking about, you've already been through the fire, you know, let you continue to learn. I think James was like, yeah, let me continue to learn. That doesn't mean that he's disagreeing with James coming in and being able to do things. I honestly, I just, I don't, I think you're absolutely right, Jackson. It is what it is. It's a political answer. I don't take any. No, it's a political non-answer is the thing. Like Jalen said a whole lot of nothing with with the lines that he had. What are you going to take away from it other than Jalen just acknowledge what Paul George said. That's it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Now there were, there are some other tidbits from this podcast that we want to get to some other little news and notes. Jalen talking about uh, his experience first coming to the NBA, dealing with being a rookie, talking about, you know, trying to get his number from Daniel house jr. Where he might've gone to college, some other tidbits, news and notes that we want to get to from this. We're going to get there in just one moment, but first today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all of the playoff action right now than America's number one sportsbook. But the Houston Rockets aren't in the playoffs, so let's take a look at some of the odds for the number four overall pick in this year's NBA draft. Right now, Amon Thompson minus 125, the favorite to go to the Rockets at number four. Right after him, you got Brandon Miller at plus 390, Cam Whitworth at plus 600, Asar Thompson at plus 750, Jarris Walker at plus 1200, and then right now, Scoot Henderson is plus 4900 to go number four overall in this year's NBA draft to the Houston Rockets. So for all those odds and more, go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, let's navigate a few more of these comments from 
Jalen Green's appearance on Paul George Paul George's podcast, I should say. And I'll start just kind of you know going going from the top here. Uh, he did you know highlight the whole experience of coming in as a rookie. He didn't get his number because Daniel House Jr. was still rocking number four on the Rockets at the time. And he mentioned that he tried everything in the book to get his number from Daniel House. He offered money. He was doing everything he could. And, and D House was like, no, this is. The four is near and dear to Daniel House Jr.'s heart, so he wasn't going to give that up for anything. I I thought it was really interesting when he was talking about Danny House. That's that's still my guy, though. That's still my guy. Yeah, no, no bad blood, no. You know he's low-key annoyed, though, he didn't get his number that first Oh, year. he absolutely is. Like, Jalen owns a chain with, like, the JG4, and it's, like, got all these diamonds well, in it. Well, like everything. Even the Rockets, uh, the Rockets put up, like, pictures of him working out, and they put the they put this thing, JG4. You know he was angry about that. Um, you know, one thing I found interesting, Jackson, from from like one tip I really liked was when he was talking about what he wants to be able to work on, which we talked about. But he he went he went into detail about a lot of different other things. He talked about his reads, but then he also mentioned how he wants to potentially incorporate a post up game, um, and that's something that he's worked on um, that he's liked to do. And he's like, you know, why don't I just take somebody back to the basket, make one turn around. Um, and then kind of make my move. Um, I think that was really cool. Paul George was like, hey, you know, take, take it slow, maybe in year nine or 10, whenever you're a little older, do it. <laughs> but um, I think that's great because Jalen talked about how he's been working out of the post in his practices um, and, and his thing that he does out, off the court. If he can have a post game, just something where he's in the mid-range and putting himself in a situation that's not him pick and roll driving baseline just, just an easy like an easier go-to shot right just something that can be a bread and butter like i need a bucket i'm gonna go to this right be a counter and i think post-ups can be a counter absolutely so i was really excited about Jalen talking about hey yeah let me let me add a post-up to my game let's see how that can help he was also talking about the whole situation with detroit and you know that he he thought he was going to go to detroit with the number one overall pick because he goes i went to detroit and i killed the workout they were all confused i had them scrambling and you know, there, there's been a bit of little, like some revisionist history, like on NBA Twitter in the aftermath of like that quote doing the rounds where people were like, what is Jalen talking about? Like, they, you know, all, all the Cade Cunningham stands were coming out in droves like, you know, Detroit never wanted Jalen. And this is like copium. And no, like there was like a legitimate debate at the time as to whether or not the Pistons were going to go Cade or Jalen number one overall. And and maybe some of that is just Troy Weaver because he, he likes to be a, a contrarian and he like, you know, wants to think outside the box and whatever, do his own thing. But there was, you know, there was even some, a little bit of talk about like Evan Mobley, maybe going to Detroit too. Like there was, there was no clear consensus at the time. And then things finally settled and it looked like they were going to go Cade Cunningham and the Rockets got their pick of Jalen or Evan Mobley at number two. And that was all she wrote. But, um, Jalen also highlighted a couple other things in there. He he pointed out at one point that he is six six. So like I mean, you just take his take his word for that. Um, I know there's been a little bit of scrutiny over how tall he actually is. You know whether he's you know six four, six five, six six, whatever. He also talked about wanting to like had he gone the college route, he probably would have gone to Auburn. Talked about he was planning to team up with uh, Sharif Cooper at the time, and he kind of left him hanging to go do the the G League thing, which that's you know that's tough for for Sharif, unfortunately. But that would have been one hell of a backcourt at Auburn if you could have had Jalen Green and Sharif Cooper over there. Oof, man. Um, I really, I really thought it was interesting how they asked him, "Hey, yo, did you see the woman Yama fist pump?" He's like, "I mean, I saw it, but I I didn't think anything of it, bro. Wherever he got drafted, whether it was us." Or it was probably going to be the Spurs, but like wherever you get drafted, like you still got to come in and work no matter what. I thought that was a great answer. Good job of answering. Yeah, you can have all the hype you want, but you still got to show up and put in the work. And 
I think that's a good good sign to be able to see that Jalen acknowledges, hey man, like nothing's gonna come easy to you. I have to put in the work, and I think he's trying to he's trying to prove. I think especially during his Paul, uh, podcast with Paul George, that he's trying to put in the work to be able to take the next step. In earlier, we talked about him and his conversation with Ime Yudoka. What did he say? What did he say, Jackson? He's like, I want to be able to win. I, he's like, I called him and I let him know I am willing to do whatever it takes to win this year. So you know, Jalen means business. You know, he wants to take it seriously. He talked about how he wants to play for Team USA, win a gold medal. I think he's he's starting to get that mentality. Hey, now it's time. I had two bad years, two two poor years to start. I, I'm going to bring some vets in. We're going to encourage me and help me establish some structure with Ime Udoka. Let, let's take this next step. Let's go from there. He also at one point, and this was like a weird one, is you know he talked about his, you know his rookie season, and they asked him about like rookie hazing and whatever. Anything he went, and he was like, well, he was like, I was actually one kind of doing the hazing, which is like such a weird like you know he's the rookie, and you know he mentioned he wasn't doing anything like serious, like it was just you know little stuff here and there for the other young guys on the team. But it's like the Rockets were seriously a team so devoid of veterans, I guess at that point that like. He just kind of took it, took the onus upon himself to like, how, what, what was he doing? Was he having like Dacian Nicks like grab his like water bottles or something? Like what was, what was the hazing going on here? I'm so curious how that dynamic actually worked. They, they were talking about how he was just making them like just pick up food and open and start the shower. So it was pretty easy. But yeah, I mean, this dude was a rookie. What, what, what does he tell other rookies to do? Come on, Jalen. And now the, he the, the, you know what that whole situation that that was the root of like the culture issues in Houston somehow that stuff got leaked and it was like no Houston bad culture hey man uh, <laughs> I, I do have one thing and speaking of bad cultures um, nah, that's a mean joke I like Kyrie sorry that's, oh that's a, man that was a really mean joke um, I actually like Kyrie oh my uh, basketball player Sorry. Yeah, got to got to put that put that caveat in there. Yeah. Um, so he talked about Kyrie quite a bit, Jackson. He mentioned how he was like his he was really like happy playing against Kyrie because like he was like, oh man, this guy's so good. Like going off on him at all these like different things. Like what's going on here? Um, then he talks about towards the end that he wants to work with Kyrie and he wants to tap into his bag, how he makes reads, his footwork. That was something he acknowledged. That was really interesting. He, he talked about that at the end of his rookie season too, in his in his exit interview because they didn't do exit interviews this past season. But in, at the end of his rookie year, when asked about like plans for the off season and anybody he might want to like try to work out with, he mentioned Kyrie Irving by name and saying, I, "I would like to spend some time with Kyrie and get to get to play with him, get to kind of you know copy his game a little bit." Um, so I guess he still hasn't had had that opportunity yet. I I would shoot. I mean. I would love to get Jalen in the lab with Kyrie, the basketball player. Don't let Kyrie fill his mind with anything else because we don't need Jalen coming out being a flat earther afterwards. But one thing I found also interesting was Paul George giving him advice that he got from Kobe. Like he asked Kobe to look at some stuff and he's like, look, he did this. Ask Kyrie right now. Let him give you some tips, be able to go work out with him. And then Jalen and uh, PG talked about how they want to work out together this summer since they're sharing a similar trainer. So I think that's pretty cool, man. Jalen to me is. I think that one of the biggest things, not not more of like a small takeaway, but also just overall through the course of the episode, you saw the growth. You saw just some sort of maturity on his end in terms of like he's acknowledging I'm the guy. And I think he can do that and acknowledge that, but then it's going to put more of an onus on him. And I have high expectations for him coming up this season. If you're going to be the guy, you got to show it on. You got to be able to prove it. You're the guy. When they bring in veterans to help you on this team, you have to be able to show you're ready to take the next step. And, and, I, and just but on that same note, I think it's I think it's going to be big for him to have a coach that also believes that he's the guy, 
right? Like I, I think Steven Silas was like coaching with training wheels on a little bit, right? Like he was, he was scared to put Jalen in situations that he maybe wasn't ready for or scared to like fully unleash him. Like, you know, go back to the quote about like, oh, I can't have Jalen on the court without one of Eric or Dacian because like we need a ball handler out there. And then suddenly KPJ goes down and he's kind of forced to put Jalen out there in a primary ball handler role. And guess what? Jalen did a good job, right? He didn't, you know, he didn't maybe flourish is a strong word, but like he, he thrived. He took the job and he, and he made the most of it. So I think having a coach like Udoka, who's not going to hold back, right? He said the other day, he's not, I'm not dumbing down the playbook. I have high expectations for the, these guys. These are grown men, right? Having a coach that's going to instill that confidence in him, I think is going to inevitably have him take kind of that next step in his career. I I have one last thing for you on, on, from the podcast. He went into detail. Like I said, multiple times, he, he said things unprompted. Not only did he bring up the vets thing and the structure thing, but then he also talked about the importance for like or the the camaraderie that his teammates had, and that he believes that camaraderie is going to help them be successful. Because there's always been that question, Jackson, that hey, this team is young. Does that you know what does that mean? He acknowledged they're young, but he acknowledged because of that they've grown a strong bond, which will allow them to grow, grow together. Then Paul George was like, yeah, yeah, have a nucleus. Y'all basically have a starting five. I, I think that's important. And for me, like I told you at the end of the season when we, when we were doing, you know, reviews of all the players, this is this is my one year. This is my one year. You're going to have a proven structure because of you're going to have a good head coach in here to be able to provide that. This is where I figure out who are these young players. Can they play together? Is this your starting five? Right? Based off of this, this nucleus that we're talking about, we're going to know, is this nucleus able to be able to grow into something like Denver? grow into something like Boston, grow into something like Miami. Is this one of those types of nucleuses that can set you glow? Honestly, I know Rockies fans may not like this, grow into something like Oklahoma City, allowing your young players to flourish. You have to start figuring that, figuring it out now. The way, the way that the, the Thunder have Mark Ignault being able to help them do that. Now you have Ime Yudoka, kind of a good coach to provide structure. Let's see what happens. And his answer to me, I, I think is a good sign that he acknowledges, hey, man, yeah, we're young, we're good. But then he also said later on, we have to be able to win. And, and let's see if they're able to prove that this year. One of the only downsides from the podcast that Jalen talked about, he probably won't enter the dunk contest again, which was super disappointing to hear. He was talking about, he was like, yeah, I was, you know, the rookie season. He was like, my legs were dead and they were giving him so much hell about that. They were like, you're a 20 year old kid. How are your legs dead? He, they talked about him load managing the dunk contest and not doing it again. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll run it back. Maybe, maybe he'll change his mind further down the line. And he, he needs a redemption for the dunk contest, man. The, the, the NFT dunk and not being able to pull it off. Like there was, we, we need a palate cleanser from that one. But Ali Khan, you know the drill. Let me know where to track you down at. Follow me on Twitter, Rockets underscore insider. Um, stay tuned to the show. We have a lot of good things coming up as we head towards the draft. And that's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Rockets. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.